Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Freedom Centre Church in Preston. Um, as I've been looking at this message, um, I, uh, and generally speaking, when I'm preaching, I look at the message maybe the week before uh, I'm going to preach, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, lead up to the to the Sunday. But this message has been sort of on the back boiler for a few weeks, and um, it's something that's a psalm I've been looking at. We've looked at it before. I'm almost certain it's Psalm number thirty. Psalm number 30, and uh, I'll read it to you, and then we're going to look at it, because I believe I've got a word for someone here this morning. There was other weeks I could have preached it, but I didn't feel led to preach it, but I think this is the week to uh, look into this psalm. It's entitled in my Bible, at least, The Blessedness of Answered Prayer, and it's a song, a psalm of David at the dedication of his house. They're not too sure which house it was. It was the house of the Lord or his house or whatever house. Um, It was certainly at the dedication of a house. And this is what it says, verse 1. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up, and you haven't let my foes rejoice over me. (laughs) Isn't that fantastic? We could stop there, couldn't we? I will extol you, O Lord, for you've lifted me up and you haven't let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is just for a moment, but his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now in my prosperity, David says, I said I shall never be moved. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face and I was troubled. I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothe me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you for ever, forever and ever. And I really believe, as I said before, I have a word for someone um, this morning. Might just be one person, might be a few people. Sometimes as pastors, and as teachers, we teach. Uh, sometimes we prophesy. Sometimes we preach. Just preaching. Sometimes we need to say some hard stuff. The Bible calls it rebuking. Uh, beware of preachers that always tell you what you want to hear, by the way, just as a, an aside. But sometimes we, Bible calls it exhort. 
we encourage, and I want to encourage you this morning. I want to lift you up, particularly maybe one person, two people, uh, because I'm aware at this moment in our lives, in this season, in the season of this virus, in this time in our country, we are under, whether you realize it or not, huge emotional, mental pressure. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't always know if I'm under pressure or not. <laughs> Generally speaking, um, I don't. And Susan will say, you're under pressure. And I'm sort of just choleric, going straight ahead. But there's some of us who know that we're under pressure. And maybe we visit the doctor, or maybe we visit a counselor or whatever, and say, I'm under pressure. And uh, I read a report uh, from the, the country that gives all sorts of reports, but it was Mental Health America uh, in 2020. And they discovered there was more than 47 million adults suffering from mental illness in the year 2020. 4.4 million children being diagnosed by, with anxiety. Another 1.9 million, 1 .9 million diagnosed with depression. Suicide, they said, was the second most common cause of death between the age of 10 and 34 years of age. People are under huge pressure, emotional pressure, anxiety, difficulties, and we are living in these days as Christians, in these difficult times, stressful times, worrying times. Sometimes you may even think, or maybe even say, is God with me? Is God around? Is He here? Does He hear me? Will He take care of me? Will His good be done to me? Has that ever crossed your mind? Well, Psalm 30 is an encouraging psalm, and I want to testify like David because when I think of all the goodness of God, because <laughs> I can look back over years that perhaps you can't look back on. Many, you know, you got a few miles on the clock. <laughs> you can look back, and you can look back and see the goodness of God in good times and bad times and in different times. And you see God's protection over not a few months or a few years, but over decades. And right at the beginning of the psalm, which was sung at the dedication, as I said, of David's house, remember he'd been running on the run in caves and, and everywhere else. And eventually he got a house to live in, and he was dedicating this house, and all that was going to go on inside this house, always make sure that you dedicate your house, a place where you can seek his face in your house, whether it's a chair or a cupboard. Sometimes when Susan used to say to me when the kids were young, it was the toilet. <laughs> it's the only place to shut the door and get some peace. <laughs> Even then, they're knocking at the door. You know, a place that you can go, somewhere you go to be with your king. And David's dedicating this place. And he's saying, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up. He's saying, I, I will. I don't maybe feel like it. My circumstances may tell me a different story, but I, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and not let my foes rejoice over me. 
Have you got any foes? <laughs> you got any enemies? You have. We all have enemies, enemies of our soul, enemies that the enemy can use, circumstances, situations, days when you think life just seems against me, I'm going against the, the groove here, everybody's against me. Well, the good news is they're not all against you, but the bad news is the enemy is against you. That's why he's your enemy. <laughs> he's your enemy. And so he'll use anything and anybody to come against you. Circumstances, difficulties, problems, whatever it is, he'll place things in your life and in my life to make it difficult for you. But then God in his grace lifts us above these circumstances. But we have to, in order for that to happen, place him in his rightful place in our lives on a on just about on a minute-by-minute minute basis, day-by-day, hour-by-hour. And that's what David is saying. He's saying, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. And that's why I entitled this morning, Joy Comes in the Morning. Weeping may endure even for a whole night, a night season that you're going through, that we're going through. But let me tell you, the word to you this morning is, joy is coming in the morning. And that's hopefully an encouragement for someone who needs a word this morning, a word of encouragement in their Christian walk. Maybe they need a reminder. Maybe you need a reminder that the God that you serve, that the God that you love, Loves you with an everlasting love. Ever, we say these words so easily, but we need to get to the bottom of them and actually begin to believe it in our heart and in our spirit and our mind. Everlasting love. Often we need testimonies. We need someone to say it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. You're going to come out of this. But in every testimony, there is a test. That's why there's a testimony. And this morning we have David giving his advice in this psalm, giving a lesson that he had learned, showing us that the same God who came through for him thousands of years ago will come through for you. Because when you're in the middle of a mess, <laughs> you need a message. In fact, your mess will give you a message in time to come when you're struggling you need someone to show you, to tell you, to testify to you that in their struggles, God never, ever left them. Ever left them. Everlasting love. He never forsook them. Never turned his back on them. Never abandoned them. And if he did it for David, he'll do it for you. He'll do it for me now, sin, if you're looking back years and years and years ago, it may have consequences. Sin will try and make you pay, but glory to God, He has paid the price of your forgiveness. Sin has consequences. It may go through your life, the consequences of something you did 40 years ago, 
but the forgiveness of that sin, God has forgiven you. We celebrated, didn't we, Good Friday, the cross. He paid the price. And he says to you this morning, and he says to me this morning, I will bring you through. Maybe somebody needs to hear that. You're right and feel like you're in a pit. And God says to you this morning, I guarantee I will bring you through. He says, you're coming through. Whatever worries you have, he says, I'll bring you through it. I often think as I look on everyone and people who may be listening online, if we knew the stories, if people knew your story, you know, we all have a testimony. You know, <laughs> we get up sometimes and we have a testimony and we share our testimony. But you don't really know the real testimony, do you? You know part of the testimony. You know part of the story. But if you knew the testimonies in this story, you would know that God will bring you through. There's many people in this room gone through difficulties you cannot imagine. And God has brought them through. And if he did it for them. <laughs> he's going to do it for you. No matter how you feel, no matter what people think of you, no matter how deep the pit that you feel that you're in, God will see you through it all. He never leaves you alone. You know, sometimes you feel alone, you're not alone. God's with you. You know how you feel nobody understands? God understands. He's with you. He's for you. And I'm showing my age now, and some of you will know this. Andre Crouch, the most fantastic gospel singer you can imagine, wrote a song after going some through some of his tests, some of his problems, some of his issues. He wrote a song called Through It All. Do you want me to sing it? No, you don't. <laughs> and I just wrote down some words that he, sat, that he wrote. He says, I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There's been times I didn't even know right from doing wrong. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come to only make me strong. And then he sings, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. Listen to me this morning. Though everything that you're going through, through all of it, the word of God stays with you. You can go to the bank on it. You can depend of it. You might have failed him. You will have failed him. You'll fail him again, but he will never, ever fail you. He'll never fail you. And have a look around your life, whether you see mountains or whether you see valleys, whether you're up a mountain or whether you're in the deepest valley, whatever your problem, whatever your issue is, whether it's illness, whether it's divorce, whether it's depression, whether it's disaster, whether you've lost your job, whether you're going to a new job, whether you have nothing in your bank account, whatever it is, through it all, he will never leave you. When people walk out, he walks in. Just think of that. 
When health walks out, the healer walks in. He's with us. Let me tell you, there's not many who will stick with you during a difficult time, the most difficult of times. Sometimes family sticks with you. Not always, but sometimes they do. But the Word says, God says, there's a friend who stays closer than a brother. Whatever you're going through, whether it's a valley or whether it's a mess, trouble, difficulties, whether it's illness, the darkest of nights, whether it's financial problems, difficulties, stress, struggles, things that keep you awake at 2 o'clock in the morning and you wake up and you can't get back to sleep because all you're thinking about is that thing. Maybe even crying during the night, some of us. Weeping may endure for a night, but here's the word, joy comes in the morning. Who needs a morning? <laughs> joy comes in the morning. You know, sometimes when you're younger, and you, you wake up and you think, oh, it's morning. You know when you're a teenager? Oh, it's morning. What time is it? Oh, it's, look at it. It's 10 past 11. I'm absolutely shattered, you know. Oh, I, need to, I haven't even slept through to lunchtime. That's what teenagers think. But, you know, when you get older and you go through stuff and you have responsibilities and you're waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning and you're worried about him and you're worried about her and you're worried about this and that and the next thing, and you go through all these difficulties and weeping, and enduring the night rather than enjoying the night, God says, not Jack says, God says, joy's coming to you in the morning. There's going to be a morning after this night of turmoil that you're going through. Joy's right up there in the path ahead. He'll tell you, turn your wailing into singing. Sackcloth, he says, I'll turn into ashes. Your test will become your testimony. It may even be your fault. Maybe you've been trying to do life your way. Maybe God took away the very thing that you wanted to keep. The very thing that was keeping you sane. Maybe it's the darkest of nights. But if we will cry out to him in the darkest of situations, as David did. It's, verse 10, David says, Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. It says, He will take your mourning and turn it into dancing. There's two extremes there, isn't there? Mourning. You can't imagine the queen dancing next Saturday when Philip's being uh, put to rest. But God says, in your mourning of your situation, there's going to come a time, there's going to be a morning, and you'll find yourself dancing. That's how life can go. That's David's testimony. It's my testimony. It's the prodigal's testimony, do you remember? Right in the pig of a mess, and God brought him back. Sackcloth, ashes, and God says, I'll give you the joy of salvation. I'll bring joy into your life. I'll give you beauty for your ashes. If you'll humble yourself, God says joy will be your portion. That's my prophetic encouragement to someone this morning. Isaiah 61 verse 7. We know Isaiah 61 well, don't we? Instead of your shame, you're going to have double honor. Instead of your confusion, 
Joy is going to be your portion. There's joy coming. Joy coming to you. And in this psalm, in verse 6, David says, Now in my prosperity, he says, I said I shall never be moved. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. You have turned for me, he says. There's nothing better than a personal testimony. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. I hope you're receiving that word this morning. Your mourning is going to be turned into dancing. And sometimes God lets you get to the end of yourself so that you can get to the beginning of Him. Because we're good at trying things to do, trying to do things our way. But if we get to the end of ourselves, we can come to the beginning of His forgiveness. Sometimes we need to say, I'm going to arise and go to my Father. Maybe that's a word for some of us this morning. You know, in the morning, you, you know you should spend some time with Him. But you haven't. And then, well, I'll do it at lunchtime. I've got my lunch hour. I'll do it then. And then lunch hour comes, and you put on the radio, and you get the news, and whatever else. And then I'll have tea time. And then tea time comes, and I watch Netflix, and everything else. And I'm tired. I'm going to bed. You know, sometimes you need to say, I'm going to arise. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to go to my father. Wherever you are, God wants you home. Whatever your night's like, night is like, God wants to give you joy in the morning. Whatever you're staggering with, whatever difficulties, whoever's turned their back on you, God hasn't turned his back on you. God is waiting. In the darkest of nights, God's there. <laughs> in the darkest of nights. It's always darkest before the dawn. Sometimes I wake up during the night and I can tell, roughly speaking, how, what time it is because I, I, I look to see if there's any light coming through the window or the beginning of light. Is dawn beginning to come? God says, in the darkest of nights, just remember, just remember, there's joy coming. He says, my way is not your ways. It's not going to happen like you think. I'll do everything different. You know, you might think, well, I'd have done it better. I'd have done it younger. I'd have done it before. I'd have sinned less. I'd have studied more. God says, yeah, that would have been you doing it your way. <laughs> God says, no, no, you've come a different route. But when you come to me, when you come for forgiveness, when you come in repentance, when you come with an attitude of starting again, God says, now I'll take you on the right journey. It's by grace you're saved. It's not of works. Because if you did it your way, you'd be like Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. Well, God says, no, I don't want you to do it your way. I want you to do it the highway. It's by grace you're saved, not of works, lest you be boasting. And, uh, oh, yeah, look what I've made of myself and everything else. David needed to be a loser sometimes. He needed that law. Samson was a failure. Jacob was a disappointment. Joseph was in a pit. Think of all these people. It's not about you and what you've done or not done. It's about him. Joseph even said to his brothers, you meant it for evil against me, but God meant it for good. And maybe some of us have got a bad hand of cards and we're looking at how we're going to play this hand that we've got 
and it looks like the world has given us a bad hand. You ever, you ever been dealt, you know, playing cards? You know, we play, well, we haven't played for a long time, although we played it once recently, uh, Uno. You know, anybody ever played Uno? Uh, yeah, see? And you see, when you, when you get the hand and you think, oh, I've got two plus fours, I think Susan's going to pay for this. <laughs> you know, and then there's other times you get, you get a hand, you think there's nothing, there's no ammunition there at all. And you've got a bad hand. And you think, what am I going to do with this? And some of us may feel that we've got a bad hand. Why, why is that family always happy? Why have they got it easy? And I'm in these difficulties and I'm in these problems. The enemy meant it for harm, but God is going to turn it for good. It looks, at, it looks like harm at 3 o'clock in the morning. But you just wait. Morning's coming. There will be joy. You may be in a pit. You may be disappointed, but joy is coming. Because you know what I know, and what you know, when you read your Bible, you see all these characters, all these failures, all these murderers, all these adulterers who turned their life to God. And what do you see? Success. They're called saints. They weren't saints. Not until God got involved in their life. You weren't a saint either. I know you're looking pretty and you're looking polished and everything else. But you're no saint. It's God has made you a saint. He's made you a priest. When you became a believer, it's everything in Him. And the God who rescued them will rescue you. Hebrews 12, some great verses, 1 and 2. It says, let's lay aside every weight at Calvary and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who what, for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It says, consider him who endured such opposition so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. At three o'clock in the morning, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And these problems and these issues will slowly, slowly, slowly grow strangely dim as you look at him. Consider him who endured such opposition so that you won't grow weary. Joy comes despite the enemy's attack on your lives. Why? Because God is faithful. This season will come to an end. One day we will sing of the goodness of the Lord as we look back. And I want to tell you this morning, joy is coming to your life. Why? Because God promises it. He promises it. Maybe it'll be this week. <laughs> Maybe it'll be next month. Maybe it'll be next year. Whenever it is, weeping endures for a night, but God says, joy will come in the morning. Say that after me, can you? Joy will come in the morning. Joy will come in the morning. See, you don't say it like you believe it. 
Joy will come. Think of your circumstances and say, joy will come. Say it loud. Joy will come in the morning. Joy will come in the morning. That's the word of the Lord to us this morning. Thanks be to God. Let's just pray. Father, I thank you that you give us promises and your word can be depended upon. Weeping may endure for a night. Father, some of us are weeping in our situation. We don't know what to do or where to go or where to turn. But I thank you, dear Lord. There is a friend who sticks closer than any other friend, than a brother. Closer than a brother. And you'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. Lord, I pray for people this morning who go through turmoil, mental anxiety, difficulty, depression, whatever it is, Lord, I declare your healing in Jesus' lovely and precious name. Any negativity that you have in your mind, I pray against it in Jesus' name. I pray against anxiety. I pray against depression. I pray against the spirit of giving up. Just in your heart this morning, if that's you, just lift and turn your eyes upon Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured all of these things so that you can go free. There's freedom in Jesus, there's freedom for the captives. Whatever the enemy is trying to put on you, God wants to take off you. I wonder if I've spoken to someone this morning. And what I've said, you've felt God's Word just penetrate your spirit, your mind, and your heart. And you're saying, that's me. I need to declare, joy's coming in the morning. If that's you, could I just ask you to stand because I really do want to pray for you. I don't want to embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. Because by standing, you're saying to God, I'm looking to you. I'm looking to you. Not to anyone else. I'm looking to you. If that's you, you stand. Just give it a moment. Hallelujah. Because joy is going to come in the morning. But sometimes we need to take a step of faith. Just you stand. Because God's going to do something. hardest of nights God's got an encouragement Lord I thank you that you are closer than a brother I thank you Lord that you have paid the price 
Lord, that you are in the business of setting captives free. And whatever the issue is, whatever the problem is, Lord, this morning we reach out to you and we declare in faith that joy will come in the morning. Joy is coming in the morning of your lives. As we walk with our Father, as we walk with God, as we trust in Him and Him alone, we declare your word. Your word is truth. Your word is truth. Heal our minds, Lord. Heal our bodies. Heal our situations. Heal our difficulties. Bring joy in the darkest of times. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. For more information about our church or to access more of our resources, please visit thefreedomcenter.com.